Some people want to control or destroy things they don't understand. Some people want everyone to live freely. All while I'm sitting here interested in how attractive some mages can be. While this may not be the normal holiday-mandated time of generosity, that does not mean we as people should stop being good to others and trying to make the world a better place. I'm the hypothetical nerd John, and since I'm broke, all I can do for you is impart wisdom to your brain based on things that I think are pretty rad. Once a week, I'll be recommending an anime or video game that has brought me joy in a spoiler-free way to see if I can spread that joy to a little bit more of the world. Today, we'll be talking about the game Dragon Age Inquisition. I haven't really had a game that I sunk a ton of time into in one long, continuous burst since Persona 5 came out a couple of years ago. Even though I put about 70 plus hours in a Persona, that was over the course of a semester at college. Then came Dragon Age Inquisition, which I'm playing for the first time in 2020, and I have 70 plus hours in the game. The main difference is that instead of that being over the course of an entire semester, that was over the course of about 3 weeks, while working a full-time job. That just goes to show how much I fell in love with this game. The story isn't anything super special for a fantasy-style RPG. You're a person that happened to be in the right or wrong place, depending on who you ask, at a plot-relevant time. And because of that, you gain new crazy superpowers that put you smack dab in the middle of a conflict that will decide the fate of the living world. In this case, you wind up with a marker on your hand giving you the power to close rifts between the regular realm and the Fade. If you don't know anything about the lore in the Dragon Age games, the Fade is like a wonky, chaotic dimension where demons and spirits come from. But, like any realistic situation, the thing that gets in the way of a group working to protect and help mankind are both politics and religion. Neither Ferelden or Orle are super happy about having a large military force being formed in their land, and the Chantry is generally worried since your powers are crazy and people are starting to refer to you as a herald of their god. Since these groups were trying to slow down the process of saving lives, the Inquisition is formed literally to say, you can't stop us because we're saving the world based on some treaty-like writing things that give them the power to from the previous divine, which is like the, the head of the church but of the Chantry. The story is a fun concept and all, but the thing that made me sink hour after hour into this masterpiece were the characters. The Inquisition develops an army not unlike when you build up the Grey Wardens in the first game, but there are a few key characters that serve you as your companions or playable characters in the game. There are three characters for each individual and special class, which translates to three warriors, rogues, and mages. So you can choose whatever party you want out of those and go off hunting evildoers or doing general tasks to help people in Ferelden or Orlay. I'm not going to go over every character, but I will talk about the ones that I had in my main party and why I like them so much. First off, you have Cassandra, who is part of the Seekers. She is the perfect balance between I'm gonna follow the rules and these rules are stupid so I'm going to break them. My usual feeling toward anyone in the game that thinks the Templars are anything remotely to being okay is that they are the scum of the earth or stay as far away from me as possible. But Cassandra constantly surprised me. While she does lean more toward sympathizing with the Templars, all she really cares about is making the world a better, safe place for everyone, and it shows. Not to mention she's a total badass that formally declares the beginning of the Inquisition at the start of the game. If you think she's too much of a hard-ass, give her some time. I thought the same at first, but I was constantly surprised by her. My rogue was Cole. Cole is an interesting character in that he is a spirit, not a human. Or elf, or dwarf. But he takes the shape of a human. I'm not going to get into way too many details about his situation, but just know that he is a spirit that takes on the form of a human and decides to help the Inquisition, because he wants to. He's adorable and just wants to help people, and out of the character arcs that I went through in my companions, 
His was the one to just make me feel the warm fuzzies on the inside. Now the real man of the hour. My mage was the impeccably handsome and wisecracking charmer from the northern country of Tevinter, Dorian. This beauty of a man is super intelligent and charismatic as a bard. Even before playing this game, I knew of him and that I had no choice but to pursue a romance with him. He was always a fun character to have around, and I particularly enjoyed the banter he had with Colin Cassandra. While he is a smartass in most situations, he is in a continuous state of learning more about his surroundings, whether it's just the new country he's in, or how, like, he can get information from Cole about, like, how the Fade and Spirits work and things like that. Dorian's just great. He and my Inquisitor are madly in love, and I would have it no other way. Speaking of my Inquisitor, I always like playing a mage because there are cool dialogue choices due to there being a general distrust of mages in all the Dragon Age games, and this game did not disappoint in that expense either. Some of the other characters that are worth note outside of your immediate companions are your advisors, Josephine, Cullen, and Liliana, some of which are great callbacks to previous games, but are even wonderful if you don't remember them, because I didn't realize Cullen was in the previous games until, like, partway through the game, and I was like, oh, it's that guy. Well, great friends, they are the mediums for my least favorite part of the game. You can send them off to operations where it takes real-world time to complete a given task. This would be fine, but it's really frustrating to be playing the game and not be able to continue a really interesting questline only because you have to wait three hours for Cullen or Liliana or Josephine to get done with the corresponding operation. The combat in this game made me feel less in control compared to the other games, but it managed to feel a lot more streamlined and very fun. This could be because I was playing on a console instead of the PC and micromanaging characters with the controller is more of a hassle than it's worth and the AI was good enough in most cases that I didn't need to interfere. While you can't set up tactics like in previous titles, and the stat spread is directly connected to what skills you take, it still felt very smooth to me. My favorite part about the gameplay was that you could relatively cheaply buy an item from the blacksmiths to reset your skill points on whoever you use it on. Just in case you get partway through the game and realize your build is either trash or you want to try something else. I went through about four different Night Enchanter builds before I settled on the Ice Magic being my main secondary skill tree for my Inquisitor. You can try a bunch of different builds, and since the people that aren't actively in your party still level, you can even try different team comps without needing to level grind for anyone you weren't using like in a lot of other RPGs. The combination of fun gameplay, good story, and phenomenal characters made this game a wonderful experience that I am still working on. I just recently started a new game where I am going to be a warmongering Templar sympathizer as a direct foil to my last playthrough with my mage trying to achieve only peace. I'm super excited to see the differences that unfold in the plot due to their choices. There's so much I can talk about with this game, and I could sing its praises for days on end. So for now, I'm going to wrap it up. As a heads up, while there are cool easter eggs and things from previous games, it still works super well as a standalone if you haven't played any other Dragon Age. Let me know what decisions you make and your favorite plot points once you start. This has been the Hypothetical Nerd John, and if you want to reach out or let me know your thoughts on Dragon Age Inquisition, you can find me on my Twitter at HypotheticNerd. If you enjoyed, do me a favor and tell your friends that they can find Joy to the Nerds on Spreaker, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. The plan is to release new episodes every Monday, so I'll see you again next week. Have a nice day and come back to hear us.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 